You're listening to a BGE podcast. Time for another episode of the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop Edition right here on the Blind Grilling Experience. I am Chris Peltz, the most interesting griller in the world. And we got some updates for you on the projects that we project, I guess, that we've been talking about a little bit. So we'll get to that here pretty soon. And uh, we're going to jump in with a few little gift ideas as well. All right. So, you know, I've been talking about the uh, dining table that I've been trying to build for my wife for, for quite some time. We got the boards ripped, so we've got the two live edges uh, for the uh, outside edges and the two solid uh, pieces, their middle pieces with straight edges on each side. And so that that was probably what I thought was going to be my biggest um Oh, a challenge, let's say. And it, it probably was my biggest challenge, but <laughs> I found out real quick it wasn't going to be my only challenge. And and there's certainly some things that uh, could have helped me avoid this next little uh, uh, close call, I guess <laughs> you could say. But um, I've got a 13-inch planer. And I've got it setting on an old and a uh, Rockler uh, router table that uh, that I wasn't using for a router table anymore. And it, it was just it was really perfect for a lot of the small projects that I do, the smaller pieces of wood that I do and run through the planer. And so it it really worked well. It had it at a good height. Everything was great. Um. But I decided, you know, one of the reasons we cut the slabs as thin as we did, so we've got 11-inch slabs on the outside and about 10.5-inch slabs, I'm talking about width, But because I wanted to run them through my planer. Um, And these boards are about 7 foot long and 2 inches thick. So I got the planer, got the table out of the garage, out in the driveway, and uh, you know I'm I'm I've got one of the middle boards, and I'm gonna run it through the planer. I get it set up. It's kind of hard to manage by myself, but you know I was I, I was doing what I needed to do. I was making do uh, with this, and so I started to get it going, and and it starts pulling the board through the planer, and I can hear it and. And something just didn't feel right about the way the board was going. And so as I reached to the other side, I realized that the planer itself was about to slide off of my table. And, you know, I, I, uh, it, it, it was, it was a bad deal. (laughs) I stopped the, uh, I, I didn't let it fall, you know, um, 
and it you know got that piece run through and and slid the planer back level and and straight on uh, solidly on the table again. And I decided, um, yeah, that's not going to work for me. I'm not going to be able to do this um, by myself with this planer. So instead, what I decided to do is uh, I called up a friend of mine and asked him if I, if I bring these boards up to his place, if he could run them through his planer or his drum sander, either one. And so uh, that's what my wife and I did on uh, Tuesday morning. We loaded up the that wood, and uh, we headed up north of town and uh, run run those through this huge drum sander that he has. Got them all smoothed out and all the same thickness. It, it, it was awesome. It took a little bit longer doing it with the drum sander than it would have with the planer, but... I really think uh, in the long run, this is going to work out really good. So uh, so I got that done. And so the next step is going to be jointing them together. And this was kind of cool because I almost, I, I think I almost made a mistake because I had an idea of what I wanted to do. Because after we got these planks run through this, giant drum sander. I grabbed the smallest one, the shortest one, which again was about seven foot. The others are a little more than that, but I grabbed it and I took it over to his miter saw because I wanted to square up the ends, right? I had the straight edges for joining the slabs together, but I wanted to go ahead and get those, uh, get them all the same length and get the ends together uh, and get get the boards a straight edge and the same length uh, for you know so I can go home then and and get them joined together. And I'm getting ready to make the first cut and and uh, my friend Myron he is now he goes let me ask you why 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 are you wanting to square these up right now? And uh, I told him what I was doing. He said you can do this if you want. <laughs> he goes but how how are you planning on joining them together? Are you going to use dowels or uh, or what? And I said, well, I've got a biscuit joiner, so I'm going <clears> to, <throat> you know, glue it up and, you know, use a biscuit joiner and glue these up. And he made a recommendation that I, I never would have thought of. And it, it was just, it, it, but it makes perfect sense. Of course, I'm learning, right? This is a learning process for me. I'm sharing all this with y'all as, as we go. But he recommended that I take uh, an outside edge in, in the middle uh, and one middle slab and join those up together. Uh, and he said, because if I went ahead and, and tried to get them all the same length, you know, what if there's any type of slippage, any, any, you know, as you glue them up, they slide one way, they slide the other, you know, leave them long. And even at different lengths, that doesn't matter, but go ahead and you know, get my measurements done and, and run the biscuit joiner, um, get them jointed together. Um, and, and glued up and, and um, <clears throat> you know, all nice and clamped together and let them dry. Do the out, two outside edges with a, with a slab in the middle. And then once that's done, you know, work on getting the two middle pieces jointed together. Once it's all jointed together, glued up, <clears throat> clamped together, and, and it's all dried, 
He said then, because that way if it slips one way or another, it isn't going to matter. But once it's solid, once it's glued up, and, and and you can take the clamps off and it's all you know one nice big slab like you want it. Then take a straight edge and um, and cut off with your your circular saw. Uh, cut off the ends and they'll be straight and even. Then, then I can work on gluing up the uh, breadboard ends. And I was like, man. <laughs> Uh, it makes perfect sense because, I mean, yeah, I mean, if they would have slipped one way or another, they wouldn't, you know, I would have had to have been doing this anyway. And then I'm cutting more off of the each end of the table than I would have wanted to probably. And so the table is going to keep getting shorter and shorter. And so by leaving these boards long and joining them together the way he's describing to me, uh, and, and after that, after you get the, the tabletop slab all joint together and it glued up, everything's dry, and it's it's ready to start sanding. Then, you know, cut the ends straight, square up the ends. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, that way you don't have, you know, it, it, basically it's more forgiving, <laughs> um, and if that makes sense to you. so Because if a board slides one direction or another, it isn't going to matter because we're going to be cutting all that anyway. And so, uh, so that was great. So I got some great advice while I was up there. And so I'm waiting for some really nice weather. And I say really nice next week, which is the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, we are supposed to have some, uh, 50 and maybe even 60 degree days, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday before some, uh, storms come in maybe on Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving day. Um, today we're not even getting above freezing. I mean, yesterday was about 40. I think it was maybe 45. It was the nicest day of the week. And today our high is supposed to be 31, uh, in the twenties all morning. And and we might get to 30, 31 degrees today. So cold front has come through, but we're supposed to warm back up. And hopefully if we can get up to that 50, 60 degrees, I can get a little heat going in the shop uh, and got a couple of days, then maybe I can get this stuff jointed together and glued up, <clears throat> have nice temperatures for all that to set and uh, uh, might have a slab, might have a tabletop slab <laughs> before Thanksgiving. Oh man, that would be, that would be awesome. Um, so that's my goal. I'll keep you guys updated. We'll see how that goes, but that's uh, yeah definitely what uh, what I'm going to be working on, uh, and of course I got to get going on uh, some recipe boxes and uh, a couple more big green egg handles. But uh, other than that, uh, it's 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 hard for me to work in the shot when it's cold. I do have some heat out there, but it's hard fighting you know twenties and low thirties. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to get motivated <laughs> to, to get out there and, uh, get the heat going. So, uh, but I am looking forward to the warmer days coming up <clears throat> and, uh, getting work to work on this table, it, you know, and this, this is, like I said, has been to be a walnut table, but, uh, I also have a piece of hickory that is, it just feels really nice, and and folks that I know that have seen it have said that it looks really beautiful, and so I'm looking forward to doing a few things with with that as well. So, 
<clears throat> that's kind of <clears throat> what's been going on. Excuse me. I'll tell you what. Um, that's kind of what's been going on, uh, you know, slowly but surely. Yeah, I'm working on this table and going to try and get her done uh, pretty soon. At least have the slab, the tabletop done. Then I'll have to start working on the apron and, the, and uh, figure out how we're going to do the legs and, and all of that. But um, I'm just glad that we're making progress. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I, I was thinking about, you know, Monday we did an episode on some gift ideas. And I, I wanted to kind of go with that idea, but keeping in uh, the... Uh, idea and thought of of woodworking. You know, uh, there's a lot of sales that are going on right now um, leading up to Black Friday and, of course, Black Friday and, you know, and a lot of the big box stores. And uh, last year when all this was happening, my son had bought a house. My, uh, my daughters were moving out on their own. My wife was you know, going through some projects that she was wanting to get done and, and do. And I actually bought some Milwaukee tools for all of them because they had really good deals going on. And, um, and it just kind of worked out really, really well. And, and they're great tools. Milwaukee makes some really good stuff when it comes to, uh, your cordless drills and saws and, and things like that. So, um, you know, those are some things that I think if somebody's getting into woodworking or just some general maintenance house kind of stuff, um, you know, needs a good drill or uh, just a quick saw or something like that. You know, Milwaukee is is a good way to go. I personally went with Makita for most of the stuff that I have in my shop as far as the cordless things are concerned. Um, and and I don't regret that, although, um, you know, I mean, my stuff is not, it works great. I love it. I use it all the time. Uh, but definitely, you know, the the Milwaukee stuff is is really good too. And um, there's all kinds of sales going on right now. So, but th- that's a, I think is really good for somebody who's wanting to get into woodworking and, uh, and do some just real simple projects and things like that. You know, um, I mean, I did some things with a hand planer. I did some things with, um, you know, just a, a drill and a bandsaw is just a small, you know, a nine to 14 inch bandsaw you know, little things like that for making cuts and starting to, if they're starting to get into it and they're trying different things out, those are a few things that I think would be really good for, uh, for folks. Probably though, if they really want to get into measuring and, you know, it, because measurements are key when it comes to woodworking, right? I mean, you, you're, you're always measuring something. The, the click rule I think is is just an absolute. You need to have a click rule if you're blind or visually impaired and you want to do woodworking. Um, I, I I couldn't do the things that I do without it. I don't think I you know tape measures are great. The talking tape measure, the tape king, is wonderful, but it's not as dead on accurate as I can get with the click rule, and which makes it super nice. And so. The click rule for sure. The tape king, you know, uh, it would definitely be on the list of, of measuring tools. But uh, another thing that um, it, John Grimes and maybe some of you, are, you know, remember John from the Ambiguously Blind podcast and uh, off frequent guest of the Blind Grilling Experience as well. 
But uh, he he uh, has talked to me a lot about the one two three blocks and recommended the one two three blocks, and and that is definitely something that is awesome because they're uh, precision machined. You know, you've you've got them that they're one inch wide, two inch thick and and three inches long and and so they're precise measurements they're great for doing a lot of little things small projects uh, and you know for certain you know with those you know you know, you're one two and three inches so one two three blocks are excellent for uh, doing a lot of uh, small precision woodworking um, so those things are are great as well so those are a few things that I think I would recommend also, um, you know, a face shield. You know, we've talked about some of the things, some of the beginning things that that I've had and and gotten together. You know, a a full face shield I think is uh, is awesome, is great because it it offers more than just the eye protection, right? You're, You're protecting your entire face. It's, you know, especially if you can't see what's going on. Um, I think that is a uh, a great investment, a great thing to get. They're not that expensive, and you can get a good quality face shield. Uh, they've got them that raise up. You know, if somebody wants to talk and they don't feel, you know, sometimes when you're talking and you got this piece of plastic in front of your face, you know, you, you kind of sound weird to yourself. So you can flip it up real quick. Um, you know, some of them don't flip up. Um, I actually, I've got one of each in my shop. Somebody left one that flips up. Uh, the one that I actually have doesn't, but, but that's fine. It doesn't bother me to take it off and put it back on. That's no big deal, but, uh, definitely some things that are great for somebody who's working in the shop and, uh, um, you know, it wants to get started if they're blind or visually impaired. Those are definitely some things that I think would help them, uh, considerably, to make sure that they're uh, able to do the things that they want to do, uh, so so definitely uh, look into some of those things. You got other questions, you know, thoughts on some other things? Shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail Love to hear from you, and uh, you know uh, some of the projects and things that maybe you have going on. Let me know some tools or uh, things that are helpful, things that you recommend for someone who's blind or visually impaired, especially. When it comes to uh, woodworking, some uh, tools that you might recommend, that would be great. You know, bit sets are always nice, whether it's a uh, for drilling pilot holes, those types of bits, drilling drilling bits, or, um, you know, bits for uh, different size screw heads, you know, to put in a, a screwdriver, uh, a ratcheting screwdriver. Those things are, are really cool, really nice. And again, it's one of those things where, sometimes it's hit and miss on finding this stuff because of all this supply chain nonsense that's been going on. And so, you know, you know, if you're going to be looking for someone for Christmas gifts, uh, I would start early. I would start now for sure. Um, and go, go for that. So, um, you know, those types of things, uh, a drill bit set, um, you know, screwdriver sets, magnets, Magnets are my f- best friend in the shop when my wife's not out there. Now, <laughs> magnets are amazing because 
you know, these rare earth magnets are so strong and you can, and I actually use rare earth magnets even out at the grill because I can put things on my grilling tables with these rare earth magnets, just stick them to it. Or with the, the pellet grill that I got, the door, uh, it's a vertical pellet smoker. So the door opens uh, from uh, right to left instead of from, uh, you know, going up, it's opening from right to left. And it can just kind of swing freely open. But I put a rare earth magnet uh, on the hopper of the pellet grill. And when I open up that grill, that magnet grabs that door and holds it. And so it's not swinging around or anything. And so that works great. So they're, they're great for out at the grill as well. Certain tools that are metal that you can use to hold and they're strong. And so I love the rare earth magnets. But of course, for uh, putting like my uh, my tools, the wrenches that I use to change out bits on my router, I've got a rare earth magnet on the side of my uh, router table. And I just uh, put those wrenches right down there on that rare earth magnet. They hold it right there. They're always at my router table, always right where I know, you know, where I can grab them when I need them. So those rare earth magnets are awesome. Not only that, if I drop something, I can take one of those rare earth magnets and sweep it along the floor and and find screws or nuts or anything like that that I may have dropped. And, uh, you know, that that that's amazing. One thing that I, a couple of people have that, um, uh, you know, they've talked about and I've I've actually seen one up at the uh, the grilling store. A guy who works up there had one and brought it in for picking up screws and stuff so he didn't have to bend over. But he had found, and he actually found this at TJ Maxx from what he was telling me, but it, it, like a wand that extends out. It's got a magnet on the end so he can just, you know, instead of bending over, getting down on the floor, uh, you know, swing it around and, and catch some screws. And there's another guy that emailed me, said he had one. He got it off of Amazon, but it's been discontinued. He can't find it anymore. So, uh you know, if you guys know of something, I know they have these on wheels that you can roll around a shop floor and it'll pick up metal and screws and nuts and bolts and all that. And then, you know, um, you got a little lever, you pull up and it'll drop them where you want them, you know, but having something a little bit smaller that you can kind of sweep underneath things and around your feet, uh, I think is uh, is super cool, a lot more handy in the shop, and especially for someone who's blind or visually impaired. My wife even got me these little bowls that were magnetic bowls, so when I'm messing with screws or something, um, I can you know drop these uh, a bag of nuts or bolts and in, into these bowls, and these bowls are magnetic, so they hold them. So even if the, <laughs> the I knock the bowl over or something, they're, they're all stuck in it, and they don't go anywhere. So magnets are amazing for someone who's blind or visually impaired <clears throat> to be able to keep track of things like that. So anyway, I hope folks are getting ready for uh, having a great Thanksgiving um, and uh, I hope everyone enjoys their holiday. And uh, if you're traveling, I hope everyone is safe with their travels for the Thanksgiving holiday. Again, shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail. Dot com. I will keep you updated on the table build for sure and other things that we'll have going on and uh, you know some exciting things coming up, I think, that I, I'm excited to share with you as, as they develop 
if they develop we'll see how all that goes but folks remember until next time cut straight